0: Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Our theme verse in this short comes from Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Before I read that scripture, I will provide some context and set up the story. Basically, in Luke chapter 2 verses 41 to 51, Jesus is 12 years old. We are told that Joseph and Mary had packed up to leave Jerusalem after celebrating the Passover feast. They thought that Jesus was with them, but he wasn't, so they turned back and eventually found him in the temple in Jerusalem. When they meet Jesus, he essentially tells them that he is the Son of God. He also says that he was exactly where he belonged, in his father's house, the temple, doing his father's business. In spite of the fact that Jesus made a statement about His divinity, amazingly, verse 51 says that Jesus went down with Joseph and Mary to Nazareth and that He continued in subjection to them. Next, the final verse of Luke 2 covers the next 18 years in that the next time we read about Jesus is in Luke 3, where He is an adult of 30 years. So, the final verse of Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and men. So, what is this verse actually telling us? That from the age of 12 to 30, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, meaning He grew intellectually and physically. That Jesus kept increasing in favor with God, meaning He grew spiritually. That Jesus kept increasing in favor with men, meaning He grew socially. What God is communicating to us is readily evident that he had only one son and he called that son to be a preacher and a Bible teacher. Subsequently, even Jesus, even God himself, spent 30 years preparing to enter into public ministry. He spent three decades learning, studying, growing, maturing, developing, and deepening his relationship with God and with others. So if the Son of God took 30 years to prepare, why are we in such a rush? The point I'm making, beloved, is that in our everyday lives, the destination is not the point. Our desire is not the point. Speed is not the point. Our expectations are not the point. Preparation is is the point. Here's the first application. Preparation is the point because an empty self has nothing to give. The better prepared you are, the better you can equip others. It's no coincidence that the first thing Luke mentioned Jesus increased in was wisdom. What is wisdom? It's not only having a deep knowledge of God's word, but it also means understanding how to apply that knowledge and therefore live a godly life. The brutal fact is that someone who is not adequately prepared and does not know their Bible is not qualified to lead others in the Word. A teacher with an empty head isn't a teacher and that individual can actually do tremendous damage if given a premature opportunity. Celebration and recognition are not the points. Preparation is the point, and this means purposely applying oneself to not only studying the Bible, but being able to synthesize everything together, being able to articulate what it all means, and being able to always communicate a part of God's truth in the context of the whole of God's truth. Preparing the self means you never take your calling lightly and therefore endlessly pursue godly understanding so that you may not only delight in God's wisdom, but give others from your overflow. The second application. Preparation is the point because God will not use immature, poorly sanctified believers. A practical reality is that bigger callings require longer and more arduous sanctification. Why? Because on a natural level, you need the stamina to deal with exhaustion and the endurance to deal with unfavorable circumstances. Because on a psychological level, you need the clarity of your calling to guide your steps in a clear straight path and to avoid distractions and temptations in disguise. You also need patience to deal with stress and disappointment. Preparation is the point because on a spiritual level, often God must train you to be more dependent and reliant on Him so that you don't burn out sometimes, what God has in store for you requires a more refined character than what you have now and if He did expose you before you are ready, you may not only hurt yourself but worse, you could seriously harm one of the members of His flock. Preparation is the point because when you increase in favor with God, you are transformed to be more and more like Christ so that all your steps are guided by Him. The Third Application Preparation is the point because in order to serve others better, you must earn their favor. The final phrase at the end of Luke 2.52 is that Jesus increased in favor with men. The prior two applications dealt with the self and with God. This application deals with all those around you. The saying no man is an island is true because human beings are relational creatures and we absolutely need other people. We need our families, we need a shoulder to cry on, we need financial support, we need advice, we need encouragement, we need correction. Sometimes we need a good old fashioned nudge and sometimes we just need a loved one to tell us the undiluted truth. So, if we absolutely need other people, it can only help if we have the favor of others as well, if we have them working for us and with us and not against us. The Bible demonstrates time and time again that as a mere function of their usefulness, God's servants found the favor of secular leaders who then placed them in positions of great responsibility, influence, and power. Just think of Joseph and Pharaoh or Daniel and King Nebuchadnezzar. Preparation is the point and therefore if we prove ourselves to be skillful and useful, people in general will look upon us favorably because our utility will know no bounds. Thus, the better prepared you are, the more skillful and the more skillful you are, the more you will earn the favor of those around you. Preparation is the point. I will close by offering a personal reflection on the state of the preparedness in the Christian church today. Speaking as a medical doctor, the way medical education works in America is that a student is generally required to complete four years of college, four years of medical school, and then an additional three to ten years of residency training in a particular field. This means that at a bare minimum, a person who earns an MD has eight years of rigorous preparation under their belt. If the world requires that much preparation for healers in the natural realm, then why should we ever tolerate a low bar of preparation for God's servants who point others to spiritual health? My point is not to suggest that all pastors and elders need at least eight years of Bible college. My point is that preparation is the point, and while this applies to Christians overall, it especially applies to Bible preachers and teachers. After all, we live in an age when you can become ordained in five minutes online, so there is certainly a lack of respect for the art of preparation before entering into ministry. The power of having a church leader that rigorously prepares means a power to equip and grow mature Christians. The power of having prepared mature Christians who stand on the rock of Bible truth is that they will be resistant to false teachers who try to fool and delude them with half-truths. The power of having a prepared body of believers who know what they believe and why means they will increase in wisdom and favor with God and men. The Bible is clear that God delights to prepare people for long periods of time before He reveals them and He will often go to great lengths to conceal them before the time is right. Many people may be asking God how long, but you must recognize that you are not being delayed or being held back. You are exactly where you need to be, because preparation is the point, and the better prepared you are, the more useful and fruitful you will be. This means you will be more useful to God and more beneficial to those whom you serve.